Welcome to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy with me on this edition. And Bill, you sent me one of the most interesting stories I think I've seen in a very long time. Uh, this would have been on Monday when I was preparing the Tuesday newscast. And um, wow, wow, wow. Now, this has to do with a sociological study. Now, what we've already said about sociological studies is they only go so far. Right. It's sometimes our data against their data. And the bottom line here is you want to know how to raise a child? Check out the Word of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if you want to know what would best be appropriate for the raising of a child, for the best effects and best results, as defined by God himself, how much more authoritative is that in your mind than scientific sociological studies? Right. You follow me there? Right. But it's, it is by refreshing. A fact, by a factor of a thousand times. Yeah, it's refreshing when okay. the world recognizes yeah, yeah, yeah. the truth of God's <laughs> exactly. word, exactly. even in a backhanded way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. my thinking here on this one. But a uh, very surprising study, but not so surprising. Why? Because, well, it sort of bears out what God's word said at the beginning. Right. You know, it's coming back to, what was it that God said? Oh, well, maybe, maybe that is the best way to go on this. <laughs> uh, but this was having to do with adolescent health, and it... It was our mental health, and it was uh, done by Gallup, uh, and Gallup is a fairly respected uh, organization that does these statistical studies. Right. Of the three forms of discipline for children, okay, there's harsh, cold, authoritarian, that's number one. Then there's lax, permissive, okay, just letting the kid do whatever he wants to do, right? And then there's warm, consistent disciplinarians. Okay, so you've got the harsh, cold authoritarians, the lax, permissive parent, and then you've got the warm, consistent disciplinarian approach. Okay. Now, of these three, it turned out the warm, consistent disciplinarian approach was by far the most effective. Big surprise, Big right? Surprise. Like, oh, 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 how did that work out? What? <laughs> You're kidding me. But the, the most interesting part of this was that the best parenting the warm parenting comes out of political conservatives, mm -hmm. not liberals. Only 40% of liberal parents were classified as warm parents, and 70% of the very conservative parents were classified as warm. And that was a, probably the most statistically uh, significant difference of all of the various factors they looked at in the study. So that that's what made this study so interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, so not surprisingly, the overall quality of the relationship between parent and child turned out to be the most powerful predictor of good mental health. Not surprising at all. That's exactly what we determined in our Gen 2 study done 10 years ago when we were trying to identify, you know, what, what produced the absolute best results in terms of the spiritual condition of the millennial generation raised in Christian homes. It turned out relationship with their parents when they were 16 or 17 years of age was by far the most effective uh, principle that played into their lives. Okay. And, uh, and wound up with a, a, a good result as defined by a good spiritual condition later on in life. Okay. So that was our study, but this study uh, was, was looking not at the spiritual condition, but at the mental condition mm -hmm. turns out to produce really good mental health. That relationship with the parent was really critical and the warm parenting style, the warm disciplinarian, that is the loving disciplinarian, 
not the cold authoritarian or not the the distant sort of permissive lax parent these did not work at all they they these kids tended to grow up and had more mental issues if they had that cold authoritarian parent or the lax permissive liberal parent either way uh they would have turned out more at least increasingly poorly especially when it came to mental health because this study was looking at mental health and probably an important time to Consider the mental health of young children. Why? Because the use of psychotropic drugs amongst children has skyrocketed in the last 20 years. And so the mental health condition of the entire nation is in free fall right now. It's not good at all. And children especially are affected by this suicide rates, the use of psychotropic drugs, et cetera, et cetera, much higher among the young people today than there ever was uh, prior to, say, 1995. So here we are, my friends. And we're looking at liberal parents uh, much colder than conservative parents. Why is this? Why? Why liberal parents much colder, much more ineffective at parenting and producing more children needing psychotropic drugs and dealing with mental health issues? Why liberal parents fail so much? That next on Generations. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we're back on Generations. Turns out on this study produced by Gallup, most recently, you can find it at ifstudies.org. That's ifstudies.org. And the study is called Parenting Teen Mental Health, released in November of 2023. All right. So it turns out that liberal parents much colder, liberal parents much more ineffective, much more likely to produce mentally unstable children. Why? Why liberal parents colder than conservative parents? Now, first of all, Americans define liberal as different than others around the world. Australians, you know, often consider the liberal party to be the better party, so forth and so on. So what is liberal as defined by Americans? Now, the dictionary definition for it is favoring reform, open to new ideas and tolerant of the ideas and behavior of others, not bound by traditional thinking, broad minded. Now, of course, those definitions are very slippery, and the whole idea of being liberal 
is extremely slippery, very deceptive. Again, we're, we're into the realm of deception when we talk about you know, somebody being liberal. Yeah. How now, can you define broad-minded? Yeah. yeah. How, how do you define reform? That's, well, those are not, those are I, not uh, I, scientific I, I, terms. Not or, at all. You can't quantitative. No, 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 no. No, I actually like reform, but I always yeah. want to reform according to the word of God. Semper reformanda, right? The renewal of mind. I mean, that, that's what I want. I want reformation. We, in right. fact, we call our church reformation, Church of Elizabeth. Right. So we want to reform, but we want to renew ourselves according to the word of God. But this liberal reform is what? It's revolution. It's revolting against all that is good, all the good things that have been handed down by the generations. And that's what it says here. It's not bound by traditional thinking. That is, it's always throwing off traditional thinking, always, always, always dishonoring parents, a revolt against a Christian heritage in the Western world. It's a revolt against God. That, that's what's assumed in the word reform. It's, it's revolution. Liberals are also tolerant to the behavior of others and the ideas of others, except for our ideas. So right. if the idea is deceptive, if the idea is counter God's word, if the idea, the behavior is, is counter God's law, then they love it. That's what they mean by tolerant of other ideas and behavior. Yeah. They just are, are really embracing all of that, which is opposed to God and his word. And they are intolerant to the behavior, the ideas, the preaching, the lives of those who submit themselves to the laws of God. No. So that's the point. That's what a liberal is. A liberal is effectively somebody who throws off anything that's biblical, any good tradition, anything that's been handed down from generation to generation, specifically if it's Christian, and revolting against all of that and cre creating a society of perpetual revolution. So that's what liberals are. Now, now they, they now call them progressives. Right. Or you could call yeah. them progressives. But that's right. what they are. So if you Both just want to understand liberals sounding are. words. Both well, they positive are. Right, sounding. Right. The way I described it, probably a little less positive, right? Right. You're probably thinking, right. well, that doesn't sound as good as as it was when we sugarcoated it with words like liberals and progressives. But political liberals are typically socialists. Now, back to the original question, Bill. We've got to get back to the original question here. Why are liberals so cold, distant, disengaged, non-relational, unloving, and less likely to discipline their children? Okay. Now, the first thing to say is that liberals are not liberal in the sense that they're not, well, they really don't believe in a Christian definition of liberty, and they're not liberal in the sense that they're generous. Liberals are not generous. They're not loving people. They tend to be very liberal, very generous with other people's money, and that's just not really liberal. Excuse no. me, Bill. Let me um, let me grab that. Um, like let my me wallet. Grab your wallet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going for your wallet right no, now. No, you're not. Yeah, let me. No, I, I want because I've got a tight hold on it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to be, get liberal there with your wallet. See, I um, can be very generous and charitable with my money. Yeah, and that that makes me charitable, and yes. and I have liberality in giving. Yes, you do. But if you, if I reach over, I'm, 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 I'm working on getting your wallet in yeah. your pocket right now. And then you're get liberal that. with my money. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What yeah. are you? Just, stop hitting me. Yeah. Stop hitting me, Bill. I mean, come on, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be liberal. Yeah, it's because you're with coercive. your money. You're, you're, you Yeah. You're, well, that's not really liberal. That's just no, robbery. That's robbery. Right. So liberals are also hypocrites, and so this is another problem. They pretend that they're really generous people, but their children know better. Their children can see through that thin veneer of hypocrisy. Now everybody demonstrates some level of hypocrisy, but liberals excel in it. They celebrate their own hypocrisy. 
Also, liberals believe in institutions. They pass off the improvement of society to institutions. Now, Jean-Jacques Rousseau was the classic liberal. Yeah. I mean, Jean-Jacques Rousseau is your classic liberal, Bill. He's, he's the prototype, yeah. the absolute prototype. And Paul Johnson's book, Intellectuals, he leads off with this because that's the theme of the book. Really, truly amazing. Of course, he is the ultimate determinant of socialism and the modern institutions that really make our world today. He was the father of modern day education. John Dewey basically had immense respect for his ideas and incorporated that into uh, almost every educational system in the world. And um, he abandoned all five of his children on the steps of an orphanage on the day that they were born, which was a death sentence. It was, it was Uh, first was born to Therese. That is his, uh, his uh, live-in girlfriend in the winter of 1746. We do not know its sex. It was never named. With, he says, quote, the greatest difficulty in the world, he persuaded his girlfriend that the baby must be abandoned to save her honor. She obeyed with a sigh. He placed a cipher card in the infant's clothing and told the midwife to drop off the bundle at Hapital de Infant Trove, which apparently was an orphanage. Uh, four other babies he had by Therese were disposed of in exactly the same manner, except that he did not trouble to insert a cipher card after the first. None had names. It's unlikely that any survived. Yeah. Okay, so this is the madman. And by the way, his girlfriend referred to him at the end of his life as an interesting madman. This is the madman that effectively built our world today. Right. This is the madman behind all of the social institutions that make the modern world. So I think people need to understand that. But here's the other thing you need to know about him. He, he, he also thought of himself as very loving. As, as, now listen to this. This is a quote from John Jacques Rousseau. The man who abandoned five of his children on the steps of an orphanage wrote the social contract and the most influential books for the modern world. Now this is what he said about himself. Listen, the person who can love me as I can love is still to be born. <laughs> No one ever had more talent for loving. I was born to be the best friend that ever existed. I feel too superior to hate. I love myself too much to hate anybody. I am the friend of mankind and of all men everywhere. Didn't he now, advocate that a statue should be built in his honor as a n- Now that of that's a liberal that's, a, That's liberal. a liberal. That's the liberal's liberal. He is so liberal. He kills his own children. Yeah. And, and he comes up with the absolute most uh, utopian world he can possibly conceive of through socialism, through government funding. And he considers himself to be the most loving person that ever lived. Now, Bill, that's really cold. <laughs> I mean, that's the coldest parent that ever existed. Oh, my. By the way, many liberals have aborted their children. That's why they're liberal. They've already killed their children, as Jean-Jacques Rousseau did. And they advocate abortion everywhere. And so if they come across as a bit cold with the siblings of the ones they killed, I think we understand why, don't we? And we understand why liberals are so cold. I think we understand it. 
By the way, something that Rush Limbaugh would point out from time to time is liberals don't really have much of a sense of humor no, either. No, they don't. No. They're not self-deprecating. They're very proud. They tend to take themselves too seriously. And by the way, they don't take God seriously. Now, I, I think that's important, Bill, a certain balance. that Number one, we take God seriously, but maybe not take ourselves so seriously. Liberals tend to be angry. And I understand. I think I understand why they're so frustrated. Because... They hope for salvation and improvement in the state, and so they keep pushing for revolutions and more state control and more state tyranny to improve things. But alas, the state cannot save us. I believe this is one reason why they're so angry. I mean, would you be frustrated, Bill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a utopian. You keep trying these things, and they, don't they just work. don't work. Yeah. Don't so, work. you know, I think that'd be one of the most frustrating things that could ever happen to me. So back to the question before us again, guys, why are liberals so cold and distant and disengaged and non-relational and unloving and less likely to discipline their children? Well, I think these grotesque forms of hypocrisy, they tend to be idealists and transfer all their love to the state as if the state is going to love everybody and improve everybody's life, which is ultimately what John Jacques Rousseau suggested. But also, why are liberals such bad parents? Well, one reason is because they don't really discipline their children. They tend to be permissive parents. and That's just not loving. They've embraced a demonic deception. Proverbs 13.24 reminds us that whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him, meaning that he's investing, he cares, he's all in. He's he's a coach where he, he wants to see the player win. You know, he's on his side. He, he loves him, but he also disciplines him. You think about a good coach, not going to be lax in discipline, right? He's not going to say, well, whatever you want to do, who cares? Right. No, he's going to be trying to correct bad habits and because he, he wants the guy to win. Because he is a coach. But liberals He's not, ha- a, he's not just a, a friend. He's a coach. That's right. He's, he's a, a trainer. That's a trainer. Exactly. Um, so liberals have the wrong anthropology. And Bill, this is a worldview issue. They believe that man is essentially good, which is really what Rousseau thought. Rousseau really believed that man, especially young children born, essentially good, and thus they need no correction, really. Uh, liberals buy into the Rousseauian idea of education. Now, here's some quotes. And you, by the way, you can get these in my book, Apostate, The Men Who Destroyed the Christian West. I have an entire chapter on Jean-Jacques Rousseau, as well as about 14 other characters. But uh Here's what Rousseau would say on education when it comes to training children. Listen to what he says. And I want you to think about the book of Proverbs as I say this, you know, God's wisdom. Okay, so number one, never make a child say, forgive me, for he does not know how to do wrong. Does that sound like a biblical statement there, Bill? You Uh, think a a real biblical anthropology working there? Let me, this Mm -hmm. is a hard, Mm -hmm. no. This is a toughie, no, okay. Um, Here's another quote from John Jack Rousseau. It's not a part of a child's business to know right from wrong. Okay. Um, here's one more. The only natural passion is self-love. This selfishness in a child is a good in itself. And then finally, the child deserves neither punishment nor reproof. Okay. Now, how does that compare to the book of Proverbs? That's, that's like the opposite of the book of Proverbs. That's the, 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 the not the book of Proverbs. Right. And so if there's possible to present that just the opposite of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs that's exactly what John George Rousseau did. And by the way, the most influential man on John Dewey and the fundamental beginning of the destruction of the Western world, the entire world. In fact, it was John Jacques Rousseau that destroyed the world. Okay. Uh, so the most unwise, the most destructive possible ideology is presented with John Jacques Rousseau and with the liberal ideology. And it's the basis of public education today. Right. 
Okay. So now, why are liberals so bad as parents? Well, here's one more thing, Bill. Let's just say it. Liberals are not Christians. They don't fear God. They don't love God. They don't believe God's word. They don't believe in Jesus Christ, who's the only one who can save us from our sinful, self-centered, unloving tendencies and our pride. Okay, throw that in as well for John Jock. Okay. Okay. So of the three forms of discipline, harsh, cold, authoritarian, lax, permissive, and warm, consistent disciplinarian, it turns out the warm, consistent disciplinarian approach turns out to be the most effective when it comes to the mental health of children, according to the study that was performed by Gallup. And this is exactly what God's word tells us. Discipline your child in love. Provide structure in the home. Correct your child. Offer rebukes. Use the rod. And of course, give them the gospel. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Give them the gospel. Never separate the law from the gospel. But you must have discipline. You've got to love your child enough to provide structure, constant patient correction, and affirmation every day. Two ditches. Again, two ditches. The first to be lax, permissive, disconnected. The second ditch is to be self-centered, angry, and controlling, that cold authoritarian. The right form of parenting is a warm, consistent, loving disciplinarian. Okay. Well, let's wrap up this edition of Generations. Encourage you to uh, my book, Family Life. Uh, that would be a positive uh, presentation on family life from a biblical perspective, but also apostate the men who destroyed the Christian West to better understand the ideologies that make our world today, especially in the socialist form of education that is imposed upon hundreds of millions in our world today. Apostate the men who destroyed the Christian West, available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson and Bill Jack inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.